We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We welcome on Celtics analyst, NBC Sports, Boston, and Sirius XM NBA Radio, the White Mamba himself, Brian Scalabrini, joins us now on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, guys. Well, we're very excited to have you here. Can we still call this a revenge game if the Cavs win, but there's no Jason Tatum, Al Horford, or Robert Williams tonight? Um, I don't think so. I think, don't you feel like it was more a revenge game for the Celtics based on what the Cavs did? Um, you know, the Celtics are in a tough way right now. Like They blew that 28-point lead to the Nets, then they lost the game to the Knicks. You know, they have been struggling outside of the Cavs game, which remember the Cavs came storming back at the very end. But outside of that, I don't really feel like they've played great basketball since the um, since the All-Star break. So where it might be a revenge game, like in your mind, thinking they're coming in to do that, for the Celtics, they're trying to like, like kind of nudge that boulder in the right direction to get that momentum back from what they had before the break. Jason, looking to uh, the Celtics in general. He's Brian. What did I say, Jason? Jason. Sorry, uh, Jason Tatum. <laughs> this is why you don't read notes when you try and ask a real question. Uh, Brian, uh, what's been the deal with the Celtics recently? I think like they're the worst up twenty team in the NBA, and if, you know that's a problem. You know when they uh, when they play with pace, and I think you guys saw. Like I don't know if you guys watched the game, but if you watch that Cavs game, that's a real reflection of what the Celtics are. So. You see them running the floor early. They got so many weapons. They're building a lead. You know, they, they rebound. Like when Robert Williams and Al Horford play, they're number one in defensive rebound percentage. They get out, they run, they have all kinds of weapons. They shoot the three, they make quick decisions. But for whatever reason, they revert back to playing slow when they get these leads. And in the NBA now, I don't think like that was fine 10 years ago. In the NBA now, you can't play like that anymore. You have to play quick. Unless you have, like, freakishly talented Kevin Durant type of players, you're, you're better off playing with ball movement, playing with pace, and they, and they sort of take their foot off the gas, which is understandable why a team would. But now things are starting to come back and bite them. And I think if this is not a lesson for them to, like, going into the playoffs where you can't have these kind of lapses or lulls, like, that can cost you a series. Hopefully they could, you know, like continue to push the basketball. Continue and, and playing with pace is not just fast breaks. Sometimes that's like drive kick, drive kick. You know, moving bodies, playing fast in the half court, and that's where to me they struggle when they get a lead. If you put these two teams in a series, seven game series, assuming Boston, you know, has the home court in that whole deal, um, do you give the Cavs a chance at all? I mean, I give them a little bit of a chance just because. Uh, I love their front court, but you should not be worrying right now about the Celtics. You should really be worrying about how good the Knicks are playing, to be honest with you. I just saw them t- twice the last week, and that at the beginning of the year, 
I was fully stamping. This is why you can't jump to major conclusions early in the 82-game season. I was fully stamping the Cavs as a team that's really dangerous. And I would have said 100%, like, watch out for the Cavs, Celtics, second round. I, I, my, I don't think that you guys can beat the Bucks in a weird way. When I watch you guys play Milwaukee, I think their size is too big. But we're not we're, – we're a long athletic team. We're not really that big of a team. But forget about us right now. If you do match up with the Knicks, which is really interesting, uh, that would be the, the game or the series that you want to really get through. Like, there's a stepping stone that you want to take for this Cavs team this year, and I think the Knicks are in the same scenario. I think both these teams are looking to take another step forward. Both these teams would love to play Knicks or, or Bucks, whoever's the number one seed in the second round, and both these teams would love to you know, win the series, obviously, but or push that series to seven games and get the experience that the team needs, but... That's probably, when I look at all the series in the, in the Eastern Conference, to me, well, I'm a basketball junkie and I like defense and all that stuff. That is must-see basketball, must-see series to me. So after a grueling series like that, let's say the Celtics get through and they play Atlanta and they're through in five games and you're in this like knockout drag out with the, with the Knicks and you do get through, it would be tough for you to back that thing up, go on the road, and then win the, um, against the Celtics or the Bucks, whoever you end up playing in the second round. But it would be great for your team to be in that scenario. A little bit of NFL news to pass along the way here. Uh, multiple reports say the Raiders are franchise tagging Josh Jacobs, their star running back. But we've got Brian Scalabrini of NBC Sports Boston and Sirius XM NBA Radio in the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline talking about uh, the Cavs and Celtics tonight. Now, you mentioned the Knicks there. Uh, the team that scares me more just because of talent is the Heat in a potential first-round series. If you're the Cavs, do you th- who's the worst first-round matchup for the Cavs, Knicks or Heat? I, I think the Knicks are better. I, I think they're better. I think they're they're bigger. Um, I'm not like I I have yet to turn on the TV and be impressed with the Heat over a one-week span. You know what I mean? Like I see them at times, but you could say that about any team. Man, I saw Oklahoma City drop 150 points in a game. Like, I, I'm talking about consistent. And I get it. Like, Jimmy Butler, all these guys, they've been there before. I get all that. But I would be concerned with the way the Knicks are playing right now. Their offensive ratings off the chart. Jalen Brunson is good. Julius Randle is – I've done a 180 twice on him. I, was, I loved him three years – or I guess that would be two years ago. Did not like him last year. Did not like him at the beginning of this year. Absolutely love him now. So, I think they're – they're the it team in the second half of the season. They've, they've, the addition of Josh Hart, since they made that trade, they haven't lost the game. I, the Knicks are for real. And um, the one thing that's interesting is you guys can't win uh, a road game, right? You're, you struggle on the road. You're unbelievable at home. That's why your net rating is, is where it's at. But the Knicks can't win at the Garden. <laughs> they really struggle at home. So that's good. I, I, I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed with the Knicks. But I've always, throughout this season, when you guys are healthy – and that's the one thing. You guys don't have unbelievable depth. So when a guy is out, it hurts you big time. But if you're fully healthy, that's going to be a good, good series. I would be more concerned with the Knicks, so to answer your question. Brian, one of the things we've talked about here is the lack of playoff experience for the young Cavs. Donovan's got plenty of experience, but I mean, even Jared Allen doesn't have a plethora of experience. And then you go to Darius and um, Evan Mobley and then you know Lamar Stevens, Dean Wade, None of those Isaac Okora, none of those guys have playoff experience. How big of a deal is that? How big of a wild card is that for a team that that sure has enough talent to hang in a playoff series? So I think it's only it's there's a combination, right? You have to match up game 
with playoff experience. Your best player right now, your primary ball handler, Donovan Mitchell, is going to have the ball in his hand. He has it. So that, there you go. You're checking a major box with that. Jared Allen's game and Evan Mobley's game, it tra- I don't care, YMCA or NBA Finals, everywhere in between, their games transfer. They're not going to. Like, they could blow a game, from, but that's not going to be an experience thing. Like, those guys are going to be fine. The guy I would worry about the most, even though I'm the hugest fan, is Darius Garland. Because the NBA, the playoffs are super physical. And he's kind of really, really, really shifty. He needs space to work. He needs to get into his space. Now, his personality would dictate that he's not going to be, like, overwhelmed by the moment. But that would be the guy that I would be looking towards. Like, it's really important for him to play well. And I only bring him up because I feel like he is like an X factor for you guys. If Donovan Mitchell is playing well, I believe the bigs are going to do fine. Those other guys, they just got to get on board. And Coach Bickerstaff's just got to find the right combination, push the right buttons. Maybe it's Karis LeVert, like whoever it is. But it's really important for the Cavs, for Darius Garland, to be what we saw. Whatever his ceiling is, playoff players, need to be touching the ceiling and staying away from the floor, especially your best players. And if he definitely has the ability to do that, will he be able to over the course of a series? Can he outplay Jalen Brunson? That's, that's what you'd be looking for for the Cavs. Brian, I want to ask you, it's been a hot topic over the last couple of days, really last week, uh, John Morant and his situation, um, whether he's suspended or what's going on there with, with Memphis – what where do, where does John Moran go from here with uh, with his career? I mean, are you concerned about it at all? I mean, hopefully, like he gets on board with and understands the opportunity. I I, I brought this up on the show this morning. You know, everyone's talking about you can't be hanging out with your friends. I'm like, LeBron hangs out with his friends, and his friends do pretty well in life. So maybe maybe you should be transitioning into stop being a child and more like, how can we take this unbelievable opportunity and create layers of generational wealth for yourself. And he is good enough to do that. He's about to be the face of Nike. If not, he is. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it's still LeBron and KD and those guys. But John Morant basically, you know, like kind of taking over that Kyrie Irving deal. Um, I, you, you, you want to surround yourself with people who are going to enhance this because this NBA is no joke. It's, it's, uh, it's big time business and there's unbelievable opportunities to do things. And, you know, even, even no gun, uh, it's fine. Strip clubs at 530. Like, all we hear about is load management and, you know, you got to get your rest and all that stuff. And, like, that's just a bad look, being in a strip club at 530 in the morning when you're going through an 82-game grind. And I commend him for being him. That's who he wants to be. But I just think it's really important whether, you know, it's like uh, I almost feel like he's 16 years old playing in the NBA, not 23 years old playing in the NBA. Like, I don't think any 16-year-old should play in the NBA and have $400 million tied to their name. It's like, it takes time, but he needs to kind of grow up and he needs to grow up quick. I don't think this will affect his career. Hopefully, the NBA comes down hard on him and he learns from this and he moves forward in a positive way because uh, it, he's great for the league. He's so fun to watch. He's great for Memphis, small market, he's, and, um, and you know, like he's great for the John Morant family, right, whatever that is. So. Hopefully he figures this thing out and heads in that right direction. But uh, unfortunate, and you know the NBA has taken a, a strong stance on guns. I hope the NBA, and I hope the NBA players and you know Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr, I hope they have something to say about this because they sure are quick to say things about when they're shooting at schools. They should maybe step up and say, hey, 
maybe it's good for this young kid to, to grow up. But we'll see if they do or they don't. Brian, uh, we got you about 60 seconds longer here before we got to let you go. Uh, if you got to pick one team to come out of the West, who are you picking right now? Man, I, I was all in on Denver, like all in on Denver. But the watching the Suns and Kevin Durant, it's like it's hard for me to bet against them. I'll say this. They come out of the West unless one of those three guys misses multiple games in the playoffs. But if they stay healthy – their, their team is really good. Durant's really good. And Booker is going to be – it's really going to benefit – you guys saw it here. Like Kyrie, Kyrie Irving benefited from being the second-best player. There is something to be said about being that guy that rides a shotgun along the side of, of the bus driver. And uh, Devin Booker, second-best player, uh, it's going to be tough to stop that team. So I will say the Phoenix Suns, but it will be, a, it will be an asterisk. But those guys have to stay healthy or else I think Denver would beat them. Follow this man on the Twitter machine, at Scalabrini, the great Brian Scalabrini on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Enjoy the game tonight, buddy. We really do appreciate your time. Sounds good. See ya. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.